would give you the meatiest slap if you slapped it, it together? It would just be chicken breast, but, I think, because yeah. it's so it's there's like no bone in it. And you would just No, with sound design, it's never the actual thing. It's something that sounds like the thing. Like if you want to make right. an arrow sink into something, go do you actually use like a spring or something. Yeah, so it's right. not a bird. It's it wouldn't be actual right, meat. But the sound of two people hitting each other would be I don't know, actually. I don't know enough about Foley shenanigans. No, it'd probably be like... No, it's two... It's two silicon implants that yeah, you just smash together. Yeah, love smacking yeah. the table. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, would, you would punch uh, a woman with silicon breasts. Which makes sense, because... Oh, oh, I was going to say Walt had his hands filled with silicon, but maybe he's just a violent man. Yeah, to grow stronger. <laughs> to have Fights bigger women hand. with fake breasts on the street. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you fake these the breasts doctor. in front of me? I went to the doctor and I was like, I want to have the strongest hands known to man. And he was like, well, he was German. Well, we cannot make your hands physically stronger, but we can give them the appearance of being very strong. And you, I accepted that. You uh, have double D hands. Right. Okay. And the listeners can't see Walter, but uh, because his hands look horrifying, he has giant white gloves over them. So he does have a Mickey Mouse thing going on. <laughs> I do. Uh, in fact, it's it's like a rarity that I get to move any of my like fingers or extremities at all. Uh, so swollen are the digits on both of my hands that it's actually a cumbersome process carrying yeah, on my life. It's now a plastic surgery podcast. Uh, and uh, what podcast is and, it, boys? Can we remind the listeners? <laughs> well, well, guys, uh, welcome to Thirty Minute Worlds. Uh, this is a show where we create a fictional setting from scratch in 30 minutes or less or more. I'm Zach Chessman. I'm Dan Kennedy. I'm Walter. And I'm Belvin Olsov. And this week, I'm the lore lad. That's true. We determined it via secret ballots. And I definitely prepared something. Yeah, Walt doesn't have a last name for legal reasons, actually. I gave it up. To get my hands, <laughs> you treated your last give up name your family <laughs> back for, to the Germans. <laughs> yeah, it was a really a monkey's paw. <laughs> yeah, they needed your name for. You know, they they needed your name for Lebensraum, and so they took it. <laughs> Silicon. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What would you give up?" For hands that were large, and I was like, "Everything." I really <laughs> oh, and then the gift of the Magi thing is that he was going to be put into the Book of World Records for having the largest hands. And he said, all we need is your first name and last name. Right, right. Well, oh, no, because no. that's the monkey's paw situation. A Book of the Magi situation would be if I wanted to get comically large silicone hand injections for my girlfriend because it was what she always wanted. And then I had to fucking uh, raise money to do that by getting hand injections myself. And then she already got hand injections to raise money for my hand injections would be the Book of the Magi situation. I just love the mental image of you trying to type with giant hands and just destroying <laughs> your keyboard over and over again. Well, that's why his keyboard's five times as big. No, he has a stack of keyboards. So he can only use about this. one letter per keyboard. He has to keep replacing them over and over again. <laughs> he actually has a drum kit where each drum is replaced with one key. <laughs> a QWERTY drum kit? Hell yeah. <laughs> what is this, Rush? Uh, Chessman, we've the, allowed the, you free reign, I think, far enough to well, <laughs> pretend that you have anything prepared. I actually, no, I actually, um, last week, 
uh, we did the episode about the um, about the world. <laughs> Yeah. We did the As episode we about the city and with the guy with the table. Yeah. I yeah. like the table. Um, it's a nice fucking table. And, and you know, actually, uh, I like that episode. Uh, but I think I, uh, Belvin had some complaints about it being like really character focused. I guess, or like, or something. No, I don't remember being too video gaming. Too D and D. Good thing Belvin's not uh, here to hear us talk shit about, about it. That guy yeah. fucking sucks. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we kicked him off the podcast. It's like a thing, but go on, Chessman. Yeah, mm. yeah. I and I don't. I don't. I it just got me thinking about like what if uh, we killed Belvin with a tether ball? Well, <laughs> I've been thinking about that too. Wait until the end of the episode, at least. Um, <laughs> the editing will be terrible if we have to cut him out in the middle. Yeah, that's true. That's I, never. I know. It got me thinking about. There's this. Uh, there's this story I've been meaning to pick back up again called. Um, uh, Ray Bradbury, have you, and we all read the Martian Chronicles. Uh, I'm familiar with Ray Bradbury, but I've never read yeah. the that book. No, it's like this anthology of like stories. It's like it's not about Mars. Is that right? That's if, not Red <laughs> Mars, Blue Mars, Green Mars, or whatever it is. Um, did he write that? I, I can't remember. I don't think so. Not a different sci-fi guy. Cool books though. Yeah, I've heard good things about him. Proceed. Yeah, this is like. Yeah, this is like weird mystical retrofuturism stuff. Neat. Um, cool. But he's got this story, There Will Come Soft Rains. Um, oh, this one I know. Yeah, it's like, it is a story that has no people in it, right? Uh-huh. It is sort of just about this house. And all the characters that are in it. Is this the one about the house where there's like a h- apocalypse that happens, but like yeah. the right the Internet of Things is still. It's like the Jetsons. Yeah, very retro future. Yeah, Internet of Things. Yeah, Ray Bradbury got Internet of Things Topical. way back here. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all the way back in 1801 when Ray Bradbury wrote uh, the Mars Chronicles or whatever. I just made me think about this story because you can... Right, he did all of this talking about this past the civilization that has gone. He did it all. I'm not we're not going to talk too much about it because it's a great story. Y'all should read it. Um, there will come soft rains, which it's actually it's named after a poem by Sarah Teasdale. One of the lines in it is, "Not one would mind, neither bird nor tree, if mankind perished utterly." So. That's where I'm coming from. I have a bird who's my friend, and I think he would. Yeah, I, 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 I know several trees who would be impacted economically. Would, would he mind because he's your friend or because you keep him in a cage and feed him every day? <laughs> well, that's what friendship is. How do you be friends with a tree? How do you be friends with a tree? <laughs> Easily. Have you not yeah. heard of tree huggers? Didn't mm-hmm. you read that, that trick, the, the, the book about the tree that gives up everything for that domestic yeah. abuser? That gaslighting trees are, child? Trees are chumps. You can just say anything. <laughs> yeah, they'll trust you. They're, they're like babies. <laughs> like a pickup artist for trees. <laughs> like the game. I thought trees. that story was supposed to be like a parable. And like most of the parables are where like they tell you one message. And then at the end, they're like, oh, but it's actually about this other thing. It's like, no, just don't let somebody take advantage of you is what it's about. Clearly. No, no. The, the moral of that story is to fuck over everyone you can for everything they're worth. And then you'll be successful because <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, the, so the parable of the sower. Your yeah. uh, vibe that you want to go with is a setting with no characters in it. 
<laughs> yeah, basically. I don't think that's crazy. No, no. It's uh, not crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's happened. I don't People think that's do crazy. It. I mean, I'm sure multiple of our worlds didn't really have a character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't. No, I mean, be- like. No people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want to focus on, if not, like, I don't know how long we'll be able to sustain it because you have to talk about it at some point. But like, let have people be the last thing we think about. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm willing I, to try. Okay, uh, let's pick prompts. Belvio, uh, dissolve. Okay, dissolve. Daniel. Both of my prompt words were very human focused. Um, hey, you can still have it. Dissolve. Uh, the word I had picked was runner. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Sure. And I had picked the word tie. Oh, Isn't like a tie like, game? Well, uh, no, no, like, uh, no, the, like the garment. A, like a tie, like something that knots like or a, ties like something. Like a necktie. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, like a necktie, a hair tie, a bow tie, that sort of thing. A, tie. A rail tie. Okay. A rail tie, thank you. Uh, well, that's interesting. Huh. Tie and dissolve are kind of corollaries, right? One keeps things they together, are. one falls apart. Exactly. It's hard to have dissolving and tying or bonding, bound, binding going on in the same setting. No, I mean, no, it makes sense. Like maybe there's something that ties things together when that's not present, things are in a dissolving state. Yeah. Or a setting that was tied together and is now dissolving. Mm-hmm. That's a little, um, it's a little abstract. Maybe so runner. I did say, I said rail tie earlier. So if I think of runner, I think of like a train, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like r- running things. Could be the last train um, on earth. The the luxury Starliner. Yeah. Yeah. A maybe sp- it's a train that's still running, even though there's no passengers anymore. Right. So that's grim. What is, how does it fuel itself? Oh yeah. Well, maybe well, what, if this, it's, what if it's perpetual bullshit? You can fucking. Could have a new, well, I, I guess write that off immediately. It depends on how bullshit we want to get. It could just have like a reactor or something or some unobtainium it's a, yeah, shit. This is not a Snowpiercer situation. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, you said train. To be Buddy. fair, there are other settings. Well, what if there's something going on with the molecular bonds in this world? Hmm. Like things that are formed. Try and dissolve. Yeah, yeah. Fits very nicely with that. So things are dissolving into their baser elements? Okay. Why? What if molecular bonds... Molecular... Jesus. Uh, molecular bonds... A wizard bonds, named Maldrux. No. Because <laughs> we're running out of energy to maintain uh, bonds between compounds. Well, what if bonds were based off of something uh, more spiritual? That in order for matter... Uh, to tie itself together, there had to be a will there for oh, it to happen. Oh, and broken. That's kind of interesting. Right, right. Hmm. Was there a spiritual accord that was broken in this world, and now there are, there are areas where things are dissolving or in a state of dissolution? Right, so your bowl breaks up into various types of sand, uh, silt and base elements that make up your clay bowl that you have on your table. It would. Uh, oh, okay, like, so we're not going for... Because when I think about... That we think about, like, what is a base element? Silt is not a base element in our world. So, what is the base element in this world? If we're going to have everything break apart, it needs to be something that's still recognizable. Well, I, I, I don't know the periodic table, but stuff like well, everything carbon, alive, hydrogen, carbon oxygen, is, yeah, yeah, we're all right. carbon based living it, forms. It's the, it's the thing of is if the earth broke up into its base elements, uh-huh. it would. 
um, <laughs> it would be a it would be a gas. Right. Well, it would just be gas. It, what if it would be dust and gas? You're right. But what? Yeah, if it wouldn't be things, a gas. It would it would actually be kind of confusing because it would be a bunch of diatomic shit. Make break up into their base elements based on uh, maybe not something <laughs> spiritual, but how much uh, people need them. And if there are no people around anymore, if there's no will to have things, uh, things are starting to dissolve, with the exception of this train. Well, I thought we had something cool there with the idea of some sort of agreement broken. It could have been like a Garden in, like garden mm. of Eden situation where maybe like the living beings on the planet were all their whims were sort of granted. And now because of whatever deed they broke or whatever pact they broke, everything is falling apart. Yeah, I like that general vibe. Mm. Like a paradise that was mm. destroyed through inattention. Like a civilization that didn't know how to build anything because it was all magic for them based off this uh, agreement. Huh. And then something happens, like the covenant is broken or the god moves to another realm or whatever happened. And the uh, they don't know how to make anything for themselves. And mm -hmm. everything that they had that was magicked up dissolves oh so yeah that literally their civilization dissolves one way to have dissolution oh. instead of just saying yeah it turns into carbon and oxygen it's a gas now well i'm just imagining like for example a tree like maybe the tree doesn't like disintegrate into dust or gas you're just trying to save the tree the well, tree dies well maybe we they're like <laughs> suspended <laughs> slivers of bark and branch but like most of the tree is now like a, a gaseous element that's held together by some sort of metaphysical remembrance of how it used to be. Okay. So that's sort of the I topography of the dissolution. So that it's more, uh, it's more uh, evocative and less clinical of a right, world to walk that, around it. Something that looks kind of fucking cool, you know? Okay. You can have sure. like the, the ghosts of objects, the spirits of walls that once stood that are now just hints of kind of what yeah, they used like to be. A, an isolated brick or two and yeah. Yeah. Does this extend to like to like animals and things? Because imagine coming across like a herd of like cattle or something that had been reduced to their sort of composite parts. It's just like everything. Oh, that'd be super. The ghosts yeah. are like, like an the, eerie like mooing across the, the place. Right. I, it's yeah. because <laughs> the tie or the covenant with God was broken. They everything was given to these people like by someplace else and now it's been taken away so this, they can't live off the right. land and they shortly die off but the space remains this kind of degenerated space yeah there's echoes it kind of looks like it kind of looks like a dolly painting right mm, yeah that's what kind of what i'm imagining well because like if you if you have something that's tied together and you you know break it apart or dissolve it it doesn't necessarily just disappear it's just it's invested its component parts yeah. are still yeah lingering around in the landscape so you're right you're right so there would be echoes of of not just I think the like the livestock and the the tools and the homes and the the, the nature, but like also the people that lived there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. These like dispossessed spirits. Well, I think actually the people were the only. I hate to talk about people because we said we weren't going to, but the setting you know now. What? I think it's about the time. I think we can't really talk anymore about this setting without people coming into it. I suppose you're right. Be because we've now outlined a setting that is completely um, dissolved without anybody there. Mm -hmm. So somebody, there has to be some things there still, well, some people there. I, it's possible that we want to have someone who comes in and explores this land. I mean, just in my head, I imagine right. like if, if this was like a God Eden type situation, 
like messianic some, figure. Yeah, maybe maybe some messianic figure is coming in. Maybe like yeah. uh, an angel under God is now entering. Uh, I like the idea of like an uh, angel oh. is a good is a good word for it. But like, what if God's representatives go out to piece together some of the world again that has been oh, dissolved? You know what? Yeah. You know what? Angel means messenger. Mm-hmm. Another word for messenger is a runner. Ooh. So, oh, uh, yeah. Full finally circle. Finally, we did it. <laughs> we yeah, we did it. There. No extra work. We did a prompt for it. <laughs> so, so, so these gods' angels that are... There's someone's angels, right? Maybe not even the same god who negotiated yeah, there's an angel this who's was. roaming this yeah. land now. Mm-hmm. Char- runner. Mm-hmm. Charlie's angels. He's kind of like... And for him, it's kind of like... Uh, him or her. Uh, it's kind of like for them, they? like... Listen, <laughs> or I, it. Yeah, I think actually, like, non-binary. I like they, honestly, for this. Well, for them, it's kind of uh, like Shadow of the Colossus. Like, they might not know a lot about what happened here. Even mm-hmm. they could be completely foreign to it. And they're the sole. Uh, you know how, like, I was reading, like, one day about, like, the end of space and the end of time. And uh, mm-hmm. time only ends. Like, they talk about, like, the end of time when the universe ends, but time actually ends when there's nothing left to uh, measure it or calculate it. Time would still pass, but uh, this is kind of like a lone explorer venturing out into the end of time. Yeah. That's I like the idea that, so perhaps this lone, this runner has been granted a portion of God's power to, to remake the world in some ways, but they have no idea of what it was really like before. Just these echoes. So they make these sort of like alien structures and wildlife based off of piecing together like what's left of what came before. Oh, so you like you guess you walk up on this like um, what's a word for this like deconstructed cow and you try <laughs> to put it back together and you accidentally make a zebra or something. Something that came oh, to mind was thing. Well, viscera, the, but I don't want to use thing that. The have like two <laughs> phases, the phase where it's in the state of dissolution and the state where it's being tied together. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by by the runner who who's maybe the inheritor of I have Lucifer the comic series on my mind because I read that recently and it's like thematically nice. pre-linked Metal. into this and in the end like God basically steps away um, from his creation just um, like in the Bible when he gave like, the cre- the keys to the kingdom to Lucifer and said do listen you're cool do what you want <laughs> hey go prank my son there'll be a netflix series <laughs> the marvel yeah. comics bible <laughs> but, i mean so this will be one of the like, worst netflix series of all time made out <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that <laughs> so uh maybe this is a realm that was one of god's realms but god has left the building mm-hmm. god right. isn't here anymore um but this runner has you know some of the same power um and he's come and he's trying to piece things back together i like well this. keeping with uh the end of time and time not existing if there's no one there to perceive it. What if uh, humans breaking the covenant with God and them dying off? He, he needs them, too. And so he dies off without them. Uh, and so it's kind of like we don't even know like who originally built uh, this place. What right? if the covenant was that they aren't to build or create themselves at he, all? Yeah, he's, he yeah. has absolute creative control. I mean, <laughs> you could say... Yeah, he's an auteur, uh, and he doesn't like when people, I don't know, crossbreed a horse and a donkey and make a mule. Right. Why right. would you do that? Oh. Don't fuck Everything in his creation's yeah. perfect. You know, he made all this stuff for you. I specifically gave you that little thing at the end of your digestive tract uh-huh. um, so it could explode. 
um, <laughs> sometimes. Well, maybe they didn't have appendices. Who knows, really? Well, well, that's interesting. So, so that that kind of god would be more like a pocket dimension perfectionist god, right? Right. Or like kinda, a cool, like a clockmaker or something. Yeah. I do think you know when we were talking about Chessman's earlier story. I do think there is an element of automation in this, right? Because a logical god mm. would never have broken off the covenant with people. He would have, you know, he. But this god was so like robotic in his like instruction and like unwavering in how the covenant was administered that now he's dead because of it. And this entire realm has just been destroyed. Yeah. In my head, kind of the way that that would work in the, the tide to sort of like put that in the frame of this like dissolved world is it's kind of like, like when you're writing code, uh, when you're writing a program, the code is, it's in one state before it's compiled and that state doesn't really, it doesn't really do anything until you actually compile it and it starts running. So mm. it's kind of like it, the god of this world realized that he didn't like the way it was going and just like destroyed, like, like uh, decompiled everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was a failed. I, I don't want to use the word experiment because I don't want this to be sci fi, but it was a failed attempt, basically. Yeah. This is uh, the dying world of a clockwork god. I think it's a vanity project in a lot of ways, too. Well, right. at creating worlds is a vanity project. We would know it is the most... <laughs> <laughs> the most, the most yeah. self-indulgent pursuit yeah, yeah. of mankind. Uh, the, the most self-referential so episode of all time. This is a, this is a world time. that never got a revisit and is now, <laughs> now crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, um, this is clown world. Yeah. Oh, and do our, you ever think about that? Where the realities in the worlds that we've created are no longer allowed to advance because yeah. we're not creating them anymore. And I like to imagine... they're yeah. dissolving I much like this all one. the yeah. time. Yeah, oh James God. Mahler is our messenger, and we're sending him through. <laughs> we're sending him in through, <laughs> yeah, through yeah. clown world. <laughs> well, okay, so love you, James, buddy. I, I kind of want to get a little sense of what this world was before it started dissolving. That's a great idea. What, what, what uh, makes it so? We, we have established that we have sort of this perfectionist system creating God figure. So, what if it's like? Um, I had an idea for an aesthetic a little bit. Like, so not. I sci-fi, but like when the the whenever I think of that short story or like retrofuturism in general, like the towering like towers of silver and shit, and like everything is very sleek and glossy. What if it was like that, but it was golden instead? If this yeah, is a vanity tight. project, that seems tight. Yeah, like spires of golden cities and uh, stuff golden like that. Paradise uh, that was created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What's the name for that kind of style? I I retrofuturism. No I don't. It's retro. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, bubbleism. Uh, C3PO. It's usually silver if it's retrofuture. But yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank the, you, Belvin. Just think the Jetsons, but gold. Uh, but don't actually yeah. think that. Uh, Rich Jetsons. Well, that plus maybe he like made his own kind of nature to complement it. Um, yeah. But it's very particular mm-hmm. about like, look, don't touch. What if like our nature is like uh, the kind of the default thing that we all go to is green what if it's like a royal like purple kind of velvet thing like the yeah, leaves okay. like that. yeah and maybe i don't know i mean just an idea for how the covenant was broken it was a, very much like uh you can walk among this you can admire it but you can't do anything with it maybe um, yeah that that, that mm. i could see because he's kind of like if he's creating all of it and he's creating the race that's going to inhabit it 
He can also eliminate their need for food or to hunt for sustenance. They would just live in his garden, you know. I, I think adaptation is the sin here. You don't need to adapt. Don't do it. Don't fuck well, with things you're not supposed to. Yeah, don't fuck with things. It's all already perfect. We made the perfect uh, system. Yeah. Oh, hmm. so, you know, I think what happened is he set this all up and he basically made... Uh, let's, let's just say man. He made man. Well, yeah. They I'm imagining man. a race of oblong people. <laughs> the Modron people? Um, yeah. Oblong. What's that story oblong where it's like they're all mathematical how? people in a 2D plane? Uh, Flatland. Yeah. I don't actually yeah. want that. Scribble that's, that's what my brain I'm just imagining to. like <laughs> spherical kind of like very minimalist little guys. I think that uh-huh. fits the aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, so they created the orbs. <laughs> the orbos. The, the power orbs. The yes. orbalos. Let's call, let's call them orballs. The orbals? The orballs. The orballs. The balls of the or. Zog orbs. They created the Zog orbs. of steel. I'm just going to fucking call them Zog orbs and none of you can stop me because it's So he made the orbs. What else about this world do we know? He made the orbs and he... Put them into this world. And it was good. And he's like, okay, so they're they're doing what I want them to do with it. That's cool. Let me go. I, I got this other project I'm going to work on. I'll be back. And um, Original Sin happens. Um, and they actually spend a lot of time fucking with his world. Right, and he I comes like back and he's enraged. Like, what if, right. like, he, he fucks off and then they discover fire? And then they take that down its natural conclusion. Whatever the orb equivalent uh-huh. of fire is. Like, you know, like they discover energy and they use it to shape the world around them. Yeah, right. they start to live in nature too. Try farming, different kinds of foods. Making tools that they aren't, you know, you don't need those. Don't make them. <laughs> don't do it. Huh. I like the idea that they made a railroad just because we started off on but that. What if, what if they were bigger dicks than we, like, like what if, uh. Yeah. What if they weren't just building shit? They were like, they became like decadent and they wanted to like do things just because it was there. You know, they wanted to like eat things right. even though they didn't need to eat. Okay. You know, yeah. well, Th- there was some spiritual corruption that happened. Yeah. And they started like farming, but they would farm in like the worst possible. They wouldn't right, actually they plant things, things back. They would just. They experience like the thrill. What it felt like to kill, you know, yeah. yeah stuff they didn't As like an adrenaline doing. rush. Okay. Right, right. That's interesting. That adds more of a fall to well, it as yeah, well. Yeah, but I kind of like the idea of it. their their fall is just kind of acting human, and it's well, the control freak nature of the god that makes it unacceptable. Well, don't humans yeah. do? Well, I don't, I don't, it is kind of it. acting human. I like the idea that the the original sin is the adaptation or the invention, and it led to this hedonism, uh, because that's mm-hmm. sort of what sort of what happened uh, with us anyway. Maybe they're better than us. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Agriculture, biggest mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> intro to sociology. <laughs> My favorite class. <laughs> Reject modernity, return to tradition. Or we anthropology, should. not fucking sociology. God damn it. Oh, man. That class was boring. But anyway. Yeah. Okay, so the orbs had this perfect golden city that they're just supposed to admire basically they preordained activities right they the filmed. city the lands beyond uh all of it was open to them they could all they, they could badminton 
go through it, you know, go through life in their like weird velvet travel box that God did mm-hmm. design for them. And maybe they had a really censured sort of creation outlet that he didn't think about as creation. It was sort of like, oh, here's some, like, here's some dough that you can uh, make yeah. shapes with or something. He's like, I'll he's permit like, you to make shapes. And they've been eating it. And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. God is a no, kindergarten no. teacher. <laughs> eating face. Yeah, it's not toxic. Putting forks into electrical outlets. It is uh, funny. If he like made this world like super, he's like, he wanted us to see it. And so he made it very like, you know, all you had to do was like, think about a part of the world and you could go there. You know, it is like mm-hmm. optimized for your every convenience for you to look at it and admire it in the easiest way possible. And still, we wanted more <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe the orbs built lots of orb, orb-shaped orb architecture. Like they oh, yeah, to the glorify them. Image. That's a big Old Testament no-no. They made lots of orbs, and they placed the orbs in the fields that were supposed to be untouched. And, and they thought God was an orb when he was actually a cube, and he was like, this is raw. They <laughs> put a golden <laughs> orb atop the golden spire. Okay, so that happens. Clockwork oh, God. God comes back, freaks out, tears everything apart. Or just like... Whatever the metaphysical equivalent is of having a ribbon and just untying it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he's like, he didn't even come back. He was just like, well, we'll see how they do without me. And I'm severing my, uh, I'm giving away the rights uh, to the, <laughs> to the land <laughs> that it's built. I, I, you know, no, I think, I think the whole thing hinges on the fact that they came back and looked at the world and was like, this fucking sucks. I agree with that. <laughs> And then right, right there, split decision was like, well, I don't really, I didn't really have any more plans for this world anyways, and I don't like what happened, so mm-hmm. it's like, 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 ixnay. Yeah, like, why well, invest more energy into, like, giving these people all these things? Well, it could you know? be that, like, basically in the molecules of the world are the stamp of this god, and once this right. god and he can revoke revoke stamp, that. the molecules mm. are unstable mm-hmm. and they start breaking apart mm. and, yeah, it's another. Loose well, it'd be idea. cool if he negotiated. Uh, he negotiated the bonds between. So meticulous was he that he negotiated the bonds between every like atom that were able, you know, to be permitted. Mm. Uh, each and every one right. he personally like well, made, made with yeah, a little anvil. It. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, well, I'm just gonna take back everything that <laughs> fucking yeah. took the most time. Use it someplace else. Right. So the world starts unraveling. Um, orbs have a brief period. Of panic. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is a new age of orb humanism, and then it <laughs> ends very badly. Yeah, so I guess there's a, there's a bad time for the orbs. Yeah. The, the dissolution. Really, everything after God leaves is a bad time for the orbs. Well, at, yeah. at a certain point, I think they're, they're just gone. Mm. Um, and well, then, they can't sustain themselves without, you know, him. Yeah. And then the runner comes. I like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that the world totally dissolves before the runner comes. Mm-hmm. And so the runner is now this sort of uh I don't I don't want to say data, but that's kind of what they're they're sort of this archaeologist of this sort of matrix like um mm. weird world yeah. space. The wallpaper sort of, is peeling off this reality. Yeah. 
Well, it's basically, it's a lot of memories. It's a lot of yeah. like, mm-hmm. if you were outside right. of time yeah. to a certain extent, you can kind of sense a lot of the old shapes. I mean, you said this before, Chessman. It's He's walking through a Dolly painting of like what yeah. the world was. I, I also imagine as uh, the runners moving through this space, stuff is like sort of coming back together a little bit. Like he's like sort of stitching yeah. stuff together. because D- Existence rises to meet you. You know, and kind right. of wants to have something on the table when you arrive. Uh, that's kind of a neat idea. Mm-hmm. So maybe the runner is, is the runners here on behalf of the god, or maybe maybe the runner repossessed. It, it sort of like <laughs> if you were to go w- way outside of this, maybe the god is just a guy with a computer. And the guy no. with the computer died. <laughs> yeah, and the runner that. is just I hate somebody. That is the worst I object. trend. I, that <laughs> I mean, it's, you, you, legally you are the lore lad, but I do object. This is just a metaphor. I don't oh, actually like this, but I'm. This is the best metaphor. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? The clockmaker in his workshop has died. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel, for returning this to more logical footing. <laughs> You're welcome, Walt. Well, it doesn't matter if the god is dead or not. The god's gone and not coming back. The runner is here um, to basically find bits and pieces that are worth mm-hmm. keeping. Maybe he right? too, maybe mm-hmm. not even that. Maybe he just wants to, because even the title, The Runner, doesn't imply that he's doing anything apart from going to various places. So maybe he just wants to see shit before he's gone. You know, yeah. Mm. I mean, we talked mm. about him like remaking things, but maybe it's—he's not trying to remake, or like I get remake is maybe not the right word. He's not trying to restore the world, but he's like mm-hmm. maybe jamming shit together that he finds as he comes across it, just to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting if the runner is different from Clockwork God. I don't think yeah, he's. I think he should be different. Yeah. and interest and like maybe he doesn't care really about creating no. anything. No, he's a you know? transient. He's just looking for interesting. He is stuff. a transient hobo. Yeah. I, well, oh, well I maybe he's it, trying to find pieces to take with him. That'd be kind of interesting. Okay. Like maybe he's floating in like uh, a Schrodinger space around him are like fragments from other worlds that he's walked through. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and, and he picks up more in his orbit, whatever. Like he's really drawn to, um, as he reshapes. I think that's kind of cool. I do, hmm. I do like this idea that the god is this, um, like epitome of a creative figure, like trying to make something that is exactly in their image and hates when it differs. Right. And um, when it does differ, they're like. Screw it. Yeah, they don't do the normal thing and be like, oh, well, they're they're irrational. They're like, ah, fuck the whole thing. It sucks. (laughs) And the the keeper is like the antithesis of a creative force. It's a discovering force, right? It's like, um, the, 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 did I say the keeper? You did say the keeper. You said the runner. Or you said the the keeper. Yeah, yeah. Who's the keeper? The trapper keeper. That's not, that's nothing. The what? Oh, yeah. Does the no? This is nothing. This is nothing. What are you yeah, saying? Don't. <laughs> the runner is this paramount discovering force that is like doesn't create anything. Is just going to these worlds that have already ended their creation and is just like taking things in. Right. Yeah. right. He goes to the end of time at each time, and he's yeah. the last person there. Maybe that's his whole deal. Uh, that's yeah. their whole yeah. uh, thing. It's just he's the last thing the last consciousness at the end of everything. 
Traveling through the doomed universe. Traveling through the dooms is a really cool ass phrase, by the way. Traveling through the dooms. It's my new song. That's good. Metal Um, shit. Yeah, maybe because he is a consciousness, because he does have tastes and, you know, prefers certain things, certain things he picks up in his orbit and takes with him. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the runner didn't have those tastes at first. Maybe uh, he developed them basically by experiences. Like it was like sort of this primordial force of like discovery that just turned into its own entity. Maybe. Right. And maybe yeah. the runner, uh, once cool. he's done with his travels, will use his experience to make a new universe. I don't know if he'll and even do that. the cycle continues. Uh, uh, really oh, leaning oh, into the oh, Dr. Manhattan oh, there. Very nice. Yeah, you're really going full <laughs> Doctor Who here <laughs> toward the end. Maybe. Full timey wimey. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll have sex with three people at once. <laughs> 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 Can you do that, Doctor? Maybe I'll make a really cool spaceship. It looks really fucking cool. You guys don't even know about it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. This mm-hmm. has been, I think, probably our weirdest uh and we did quest? Frog quest and we did the diner and now we've done this it's in the top five for sure <laughs> top yeah. five top two i think yeah so, it's this or frog quests uh because frog quest had a narrative and this is yeah, those two and this one in every world every world has a frog quest every world has a diner well, every, every world, world has a doom will end you know every, every world, world will end and the runner will be there traveling through the dooms uh, the last thing alive. Every world has a death wow. stranding. Hell yeah. Every world, <laughs> traveling through the dooms is, first of all, going to be the name of my autobiography when I'm, you know, write it in prison. We have actually just just come up with the idea for Hideo Kojima's next video game. Yeah, uh, inadvertently. <laughs> he's, he's a big fan, but... He loves Doom's Traveler. People don't believe that he steals from us mm. all the time. Well, this is basically just Katamari Damacy that we've made yeah you, you were big on the guy collecting things in an orb around himself and i was like yeah we could do that <laughs> and you're like what if it's catamaran <laughs> i'm, I was I'm like, listen <laughs> i don't have a dog in this, in this i'm fine play. with that solely because the sound in that series the music in that series is so fucking good mm. all right well uh folks i think that's our show uh, well we got to decide who the lore light is but then oh fuck uh and guess who it is i rolled guess who it is who you it's zach chessman Oh my god! No, you gotta get somebody else. <laughs> no, we've See, done this I, before. Like, I, I think the dice is nice, but we gotta spread the love. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm ironclad yeah, to do we just think it's another commands. week. You don't have to come up with a prompt yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> You have to come up with something harder than a prompt word. <laughs> All right. Roll the die again. Oh, just forcing you to do things like for the show that we shit around him i i just want everybody to have a chance at this at the hot seat we all have <laughs> doing this for yeah. three seasons. <laughs> well folks that's our show if you like this episode you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every saturday if you wish if you would deign it so go ahead and write us a review on ivestoons and share us with all your world building friends it really helps us out our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tour at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building.